What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about tension headaches and how to help your tension headaches. Today's episode is inspired by patients who've been living with frequent tension headaches and who are tired of living on Advil or Tylenol to help. They realize that those over-the-counter meds, they're just Band-Aids and are concerned about the long-term effects or creating long-term change, which is super important. In this episode, we're going to discuss about what exactly tension headaches are, some preventative techniques, and of course, some movements to add to your daily routine. If you're someone who's been struggling with these headaches and some things in between in this episode, are going to help you, give you some alternatives to those medicines, and just allow you to really start hitting the root cause of those tension headaches. So let's get started. First off, what are tension headaches, okay? So tension headaches, a.k.a. stress headaches, are some of the most common type of headaches. They start at the base of our skull, wrap around our head, all the way up to our forehead. Now, they can be behind both of our eyes or behind one or the other, all right? When you have really bad tension headaches, Some of them can even cause you to have some sensitivity to light or sound. So if you know someone who has to be in a dark room or has to turn everything off in order to really relieve some of those uh, that tension, when it comes to that tension headaches, then that's someone that can have just a high sensitivity to light or sound. Now, as you know, most people, when they have headaches or migraines, their first thought is, Okay, I need to get me some Advil, some Tylenol, some type of over-the-counter drug. And those are options, and they should give you some type of symptom relief. But think about how often are you taking the Advil or that Tylenol in order to help with that, all right? If you want to create some long-lasting change, then there are other things that you can do and not just mask the symptoms, okay? So let's talk a little bit about preventative techniques, I have three different things I want to go over for you, okay? So first thing, check into your body, all right? When you are experiencing some type of tension headache, there are multiple reasons why this headache could have came from what you may feel like out of nowhere, okay? And some of the things that you want to check into your body and really truly figure out is, how much water did you drink today? What did you eat today? Were you under a lot of stress today? Now realize that stress is not only bad stress. Stress can be good stress, meaning that maybe you work in a high functioning, just very fast work environment. So you're constantly on the go, go, go. That may not be bad stress. That could be good stress, but it can still be affecting our body. All right. Those are just a few of the triggers. You could have things like fatigue. You're not getting enough sleep, straining your eyes, trying to see something. Like I mentioned before, not enough water, skipping meals. Those are a few things that I want people to check into their body about. 
if you can be more aware of what's happening in your body, then you can start to determine like different patterns and actually figure out what's happening and how this is relating to your headaches. When a patient comes into the office, whether they like to keep like a handwritten journal or just open up something in their note section, I like them to take note of how their body's feeling, okay? Regardless if it's a different type of pain or if it's specifically their tension headaches, I want to know when that event happened, what was going on that day. Did they just finish having a stressful meeting? Did they realize that it's now lunchtime and they haven't ate? Did they realize that they haven't drank any water today? All they've had is coffee. And if you're laughing at this, you'd be like, what? People aren't drinking water? You'd be surprised by how quickly you get into your morning routine. And that the first thing you do is turn that coffee pot on instead of drinking some water. All right? So all of those things can play into account. So just make sure that you are checking into your body, bringing more awareness of what is happening in your body. Therefore, we can pinpoint and kind of put things together. Maybe we can figure out one of the causes or one of the triggers to these tension headaches, which are super important. If you figure out what is causing it, then you can attack it head on. Second thing I want to talk about is your postural, your posture. All right. So your position, how you're sitting throughout the day. Okay. Now, if you heard me talk before, we had a previous um, podcast episode talking about how there is no perfect posture, quote unquote, and there isn't. We constantly need to be moving because our body, our spine craves movement. But when we're talking about positional posture here, we're specifically talking about when you are sitting in that position where you have forward head carriage, so your head is out further in front of your shoulders, which causes you to have like a jaw jut, and that can cause some compression at the base of our skull around those muscles that are called our suboccipitals. Those have the nerves that come through there that go up to the rest of our head that when they're compressed, they lead to tension headaches. When we also have rounded shoulders, that causes us to be in a different position, more tension on our neck. Now, without nerding out too big, like we mentioned, everything is connected. So if we follow that down, that affects our rib cage. These different muscles from our neck attach down to our rib cage. So if we're having tightness, compression, anything like that, it can cause our rib cage to be rotated in a different position. So we can have a rotated rib cage, posterior rotation, and because of that, that can cause us to have an anterior pelvic tilt, which now we start getting into low back pain, into hip stuff. This is a prime example of how everything is connected, okay? All those neck muscles, specifically like those thick ones on this side, known as your SCMs, your scalenes, levator trap, all those muscles can be, mm, let me say, better word I want to say can be just huge components to what you're experiencing when it comes to tension headaches. And because of how we sit while we're texting, how we sit at our desk, how we're not breathing properly, we talk about how breathing is supposed to come from our diaphragm. But in actuality, most people are breathing with their chest. More chest and mouth breathing means that we're using more of our neck muscles. And those are the muscles supposed to help us hold our head over a specific way so that we're not getting tension headaches along with other things. So making sure that we're breathing into our lower rib cage, stacking our rib cage in our pelvis, make sure we're not having what we call booty butt when we have that hyperextension in our low back. All of those things are things we need to pay attention to. And all those are things that we need to bring more awareness to and have a better posture in order to truly help relieve some of those tension headaches. Okay. Last but not least, let's talk about different manual therapy techniques, okay? So 
there are a multitude of things that you can do to help with your tension headaches or specifically attack those suboccipitals, which are those muscles that sit at the base of our skull. We do many things in the office. I have certain um, grasping technique where I have certain instruments that I help kind of give some decompression to the area. Um, we also use some resistance bands to help give some decompression. But one of my favorite things to do um, is using a technique to help give what's called a suboccipital release. It's really slow decompression. We've worked on those suboccipital muscles that triangle around the base of the skull. And now we're just trying to slowly decompress the neck. All right. If you're someone who feels like you're just pushed down and stuck, and you just want someone to pull your neck slowly and safely, of course. Every time I say that phrase, I have to definitely give that <laughs> that um kind of note because from the videos that people send me, from a lot of the pooling and different adjustments that I see on Instagram, I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. A slow decompression is a slow suboccipital release. Now, there's ways that you can kind of mimic that at home. There's different at-home traction units. I've had a couple of patients get. There are ways that you can use a thick resistance band attached to something to give you a little bit of traction. But one of my favorite things, oh, even a foam roller, which is that is one of the movements I'm going to show you later on with an exercise on how you can use a foam roller to get you some of that suboccipital release. But one of my favorite things to do in the, op- in the office is whether on my table, using my hands to work on some decompression, specifically some release in that area any place where we can kind of decompress the spine because so used to being pushed down all day is super helpful and it's going to help just create more blood flow to the area and allow you to be in a better position all right let's move to some movements that's going to help you and of course i'm going to tag them at the bottom of the episode notes okay so first thing up is that suboccipital release on a foam roller okay making sure that the best thing that you can do in this position is have a long foam roller and you're going to try to put that edge literally up in the base of the skull, okay? The video is going to be down in here. You want to grab a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball and we're going to work on your traps and your levator scap, okay? Surrounding, some of the surrounding muscles, getting some tension, some knots, some trigger points out of those can definitely help you when it comes to releasing some of those suboccipitals, okay? Some of those muscles attach up to the base of the skull as well. So we need to make sure that we hit those as well, okay? Some diaphragmatic breathing. We mentioned earlier that we want to make sure that we're breathing into our lower rib cage to make sure that everything stays stacked. So I got an exercise for you to help you really focus on breathing from your diaphragm and not so much with your chest. All right, some thoracic rotation. We mentioned how everything's connected. All of these muscles are connected to our rib cage. Our rib cage surrounds our thoracic spine. We just want to make sure we have enough mobility in our thoracic spine. Most of the time we're sitting in that forward head posture, round the shoulder position, and our thoracic spine or our mid-back is more in this kind of flex position. So we need to make sure we have enough mobility there. More mobility there is going to help us create better stability in our neck, okay? And last but not least, we got to do some double chins or some chin reactions, okay? We talk so much about that forward head posture. We need to make sure that we're training the muscles to bring our head back over our shoulders. And by using a resistance band, we're actually going to work on doing some chin retractions, which actually helps us open up that suboccipital space at the base of our skull. I hope that you found today's information super valuable. I hope that you have someone who is struggling with tension headaches, that you take what fits best for you, add into your routine and see what that is. Maybe it's movement. Maybe it's checking into your body to bring more awareness to your area, you know, to that area, whichever works for you. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all the next episode.